Do you want... So I'm thinking, like, we kind of just talk. Yeah, like how we normally would in the, <laughs> in the pod. <laughs> and laugh like I'm we not, normally I know. Would. <laughs> oh, dude, we're so freaking weird. Sometimes I just like can't get enough. Oh, <laughs> I need that. I need to be weird with with people. I know. Otherwise, it's uh, just in our head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't realize how weird I am at work. And then, like the other day, I was talking about myself when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was kind of a weird kid. And then my boss was like you abby weird no way <laughs> i was like oh no <laughs> when it just kind of comes out you're like oh wait showed them too much i've <laughs> showed them too much uh that like i definitely relate to that in a lot of ways because there's so many times where i'm like i'm being weird and people are just witnessing me yeah like not participating witness me yeah <laughs> <laughs> witness me being weird. witness me <laughs> <laughs> witness me oh dude yeah and so i just like forget that i do weird things and then i'm like just being yourself yeah right <laughs> i feel like that's just something we're pretty good at we're just good at being us yeah and then sometimes people see it they vibe with it or they don't you know yeah i feel like the general public is just like what the <laughs> hell are you doing well the other day my the pa who's like all like she's a big personality mm-hmm I was trying to talk to her about something and she was like, Abby, have you been drinking? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> I was I, happy. I definitely got called high a lot this weekend, even though I wasn't doing any mm. drugs or substances. Um, it was just You're really s- funny. Are you still not drinking? No, I'm still any not alcohol? drinking. Any alcohol? No. Um, it's really nice. Yeah. I'm getting that California sober baby. Baby. Yeah. Have you been drinking? I know that there was a moment that you weren't, right? Yeah, I've been drinking. Hell yeah. I've been drinking. I've, I've been, been drinking. drinking. Watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> what? Beyonce. I know. It was great. <laughs> you uh, just looked at me with such like. I just love how disdain. like you commit to it, right? That's my favorite part. You just like, again, we've talked about it. We commit to the bit. We commit to every bit. I know. It's pretty great. So much. Oh, should we introduce ourselves again? I feel like we yeah. should get into the habit of that. Also, when we started recording, I didn't really recognize that we were recording. I was like, oh, we're just going to do a mic check. Yeah, I thought we were just doing a mic check. But I feel like all that was good. I could keep it. Okay, cool. Unless you want me to take it out. No, that was fun. Okay, cool. I love the genuine, the genuinity, the genuine, Genuine. genuine <laughs> <laughs> the swine of us. <laughs> genuine. Okay. Yeah. Um. Hi, I'm Abby. Hi, I'm Antonio. And this is... Therapy, therapy thoughts. <laughs> it's so weird that it's just like us right now in this room. I just yeah. have that thought. Honestly, I feel like I'm talking to a crowd. Mm-hmm. I do think about that a lot. Huh. Um, especially with the mic. But like, yeah, it feels weird. It definitely has felt weird, but also it feels even weirder because. When I was on my computer, you know, I could like bop around and do things and sometimes people would come through. Especially when I was back home, my mom would come through sometimes, right? Yeah. And, you know, I just like see people or I'll like be eating food and you could definitely hear a dish clank every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of ramen went down. Lots, dude. Lots of ramen went down. Man, that's actually true. That's a lot of ramen. I had a lot of ramen when I was with you, like talking with you. 
Um, so yeah, it's just like weird, like one making eye contact. Look yeah. at me. Witness me. Witness me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny. Oh, dude. And then like the other week I was here, I was on the floor. So we felt like we we're just talking. Maybe I should just be back on the floor. No. Oh, okay. Now do whatever you want. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, when you sat on the couch earlier, I was like, oh, hi. Back on the casting couch. Yeah. Do you get that reference? Is that a porn thing? Yeah. <laughs> They're always like, hi, I'm uh, Daisy from whatever, and I'm excited to be here. And I love that you went with the accent. That was my yeah. favorite part. It's been really funny. There's like, I don't know. I know exactly why this comes up. But on my, on my Instagram, there'll be like interviews of... I want to say like porn stars. I'm not entirely on sure. On your Instagram? Yeah. But it's like, you know, they're just like in a setting and they're just like. in your like, algorithm? I don't. It's muscle mommies <laughs> climbing. Wow. Um, relationship stuff. Hmm. And then memes. That's very you. All the, of that is no. really you. Oh, and like polyamory, right? Yeah. Like slash relationship stuff. And porn interviews. No, <laughs> listen, that just comes up as the muscle mommies okay okay wait what is a muscle mommy you don't know what a muscle mommy is is it like it's like muscly the, moms it's like a lift it's it's just like strong women like really and they're mommies because it's like mommy like yeah, that vibe yeah, but yeah. not literally like no no i have a child they can but like no um okay just strong just like older women no usually oh no. Like I have a bunch of friends that are younger than me. Not a bunch. A couple of friends that are younger than me, and they are muscle mommies, like yoked. Okay. Well. Okay. This begs the question: <laughs> What is a mommy? Like, what's what's classified as or mother? You know, people are like mother. Like, I think mother and mommy are two different things. It's like dad and daddy. Like these are okay. two very different. But things. it's not mother is not the same as dad. In the in the subculture. I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways, yes. I feel like mother is the same as father. Mm. Yeah. Mother is to like father. No, they wouldn't be like he's fathering. Like he's he's giving father. He's giving father. (laughs) Father. (laughs) When is me? Yeah, it's actually funny. I call my mom mother. Like she's mother in my phone. I've just like called her so many names. I feel like it's just like, uh, like older actresses mm. who are the people will be like mother. She's mother. Oh, like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I can see her as mother. Or like, like not like Kate Blanchett. You know? No, who's? I would say like um, Scarlett Johansson's kind of mommy. She's mommy. Yeah, she's, she's like, not mother. No, no, no. she's like kind of badass. Like. Uh, a little bit more sassy. Yeah. Like mommy's a little sassy, I want to say. Mommy. Um, just like something that, someone that makes you like get down on your knees a little bit more, right? Like just has a little bit more power. That's the mommy. Yeah. Okay. I love how we talked about muscle. I just, (laughs) but so muscle mommies, um, typically are just like muscular, Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are like actual bodybuilders. Typically they are. 
but it's been just more generalized to be like, oh, you just have large visible muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, love a muscle. You body. like it? Oh yeah, dude. Being bi, it like hits all the things. Oh right? yeah, it's true. Yeah. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. It's not my thing. I think. Mm. I like it's it's not my type. Well, do you like you you don't really? No, you've had muscular boyfriends before, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I just haven't that, like seen any of them. Well, that's my type in men, but with women with women it's not it's like you're a like more feminine yeah fem like very feminine yeah well you definitely give a little bit more masculine and and like neutral as we said like androgynous so and that typically like pairs well, well together of. right what, yeah. what do you mean kind of? yeah well in like, the dress yeah but i feel like my like i wear makeup and stuff no you're not like masculine yeah you're just like you I don't know. You're Abby. The energy. Yeah, you're just is Abby. It, I think the energy. Yeah. I don't know what else to put. You yeah, as. I think the energy is definitely like a little more masculine, and I feel like if when I'm on a date with a woman, your mother. I don't want to be mother. Why not? What would you rather be, mommy? Yeah. I get that. I'd rather be mommy, but I'm definitely not daddy. Okay. Well, I think that. When I've been on a date with a woman, I've felt more like a masculine yeah. vibe. Well, I think part of it too, I've noticed that typically when like women are dating, the feminine energy, they're hard for them to start dating because they're not as used to pursuing, right? So typically yeah. you see a lot of masculine and feminine presenting women. Yeah, it like follows that binary even in... Well, I think, queer relationships well i a think lot a, a lot of it yeah i think a lot of it comes from the masculine energy is typically paired with pursuing right like getting what you want kind of deal and it's a lot of confidence and again that's what we attach to masculinity yeah um for better or for worse and it's just like you have this confidence which can give off as masculine yeah i think that that's part of it but you're not super masculine and you're not super feminine you're just abby yeah i don't know how to put you i wouldn't i don't even know how to categorize you you're just abby it's fucking awesome i know i don't really know how to categorize myself yeah that's also something i've been thinking about a lot it was like identity and cater and categories just like how much they can mean to people first of all people love a like a label they love a a label yeah they they do love a label Um, it was actually really interesting. Me and my girlfriend were talking and at one point we'll go over like this packet that we got, the non-monogamy workshop that we went to. Um, and on the front page, it has like this, this graph of sexual exclusivity and emotional exclusivity. Right. Um, and in different corners, there's like different parts. It's like uh, high emotional and sexual exclusivity is monogamy, low sexual and exclusivity uh, low sexual and emotional exclusivities like relationship anarchy, solo poly kind of deal, right? And in that kind of area. And she's like, where are we? I'm like, I don't know exactly how to label us yet. We're definitely poly, but I think like our poly. dynamic. Poly. poly. But I think it's more about the dynamic that we have. So trying to 
not focus too much on the label, but rather what we have. Yeah, like that. Yeah. There's no one size fits all. Like we love, people love to feel like they have a label because it, it connects you with other people. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it brings people together. It's like all bisexuals, all whatever. Monogamy. Mono- non-monogamous people. Yeah. All Like you can feel like you're part of a community, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's a sense of understanding. But then it's like. Religion. Really. Yeah. Religion. <laughs> but then it's, you go in and there's so many things that make everyone different. Like you can't just be like, I'm a top, I'm a bottom. Like you could be like, or like I'm a verse or switch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's people love the labels, but what if you're not any of those things? True. What if you're just not any of those things? <laughs> what a good point. There was actually someone, I forget. I think it was my friend Max. I think um, he goes, if you ask the question why seven times, you'll eventually start questioning everything. It's just like, you know how when you talk to a kid? God. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's freaking wild. And they just ask why. Why? 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 Yeah. Why? Yeah. And it's honestly such a great thought exercise. Because at some point, yeah, you get tired because a kid's on it, right? Like is in your face. But at the same time, we don't do it enough with ourselves. I think yeah. like that's that's also been what's been really messing with my head lately is why am I polyamorous? Why am I bi? Why am I pursuing partners? Why am I like trying to move? Why am I like doing climbing? Why, why, like why, 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 why? Yeah. And it's been really messing with my head. I think I took on a little too much lately. Um, You're doing a lot. A lot of things. A lot of movement. A lot of, yeah. A lot of movement. A lot of movement. Yeah. So it's been a lot of questioning why, and that's been difficult. And I think one of them that's really good to question is like, why do we want labels? Why do we, yeah. And I think we know why, but like, why, why does that, like, why does having labels give us security? And then the security would be like, because then we know what to expect. Why do we want to know what to expect? Labels make us feel normal within like feeling like maybe abnormal. Mm, Abby normal. Abby normal. Yeah. Uh, That was actually something that came up the other day um, in my brain. That I thought of is came up in my, in, in, in my brain actually. <laughs> the conversation I was having in my my brain, one of my personalities said, <laughs> um, "It's just like how, like when if I were to have a kid, I think one of the things I would want to instill is like embracing themselves." And so one thing that I didn't really learn was how to embrace myself because I was so weird. I had a lot of issues like bipolar, confused, like trauma, just family, confused. like literally just confused all the time. Did not understand. And, <laughs> and I like, I got a lot of help in how to cope, but I never got a lot of reassurance, like just continued to be me. Right. Like it was always adjustments on how to, put it into a right direction yeah but it was not a lot of assurance of yo you're pretty fucking cool you're pretty sick like just do you eventually you'll find the people that care for you right and like want you and love you and like who you are and i think that's something that i would really want because the kids that were really just them and weird and outcasts in a way are the ones that really freaking express and are really like fun and exotic and have a great time right and yeah, 
I think that you also do a really good job of expressing and just like being you. Expressing myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think from a young age, I was able to, I was fortunate enough to be in art classes and stuff. And like Mm -hmm. my parents would put me in that and I was able to express myself Mm -hmm. and learn. And I had private art classes too. So that's really cute. It was really nice. Did I tell you about the time that I took a summer art class? Mm -mm. So I was like younger. Like I used to love art. I told you what happened when, like, why I stopped doing art, right? Yeah. yeah. And so my mom, there was, like, a week-long art class. She's, and I was like, can I do it? That would be so much fun. She goes, yeah, I'm probably, like, I don't know, eight. Probably eight, you know, enough to where I'm excited and conscious. Oh, probably a little younger. I'm going to say, like, six. And so I go in there, and I'm... And the first day the teacher goes, you need to control your son. Like he's disruptive. He's like hyping up all the boys and doing all these things. <laughs> um, and my mom's like, got it. Cool. And came back at me like, bro, what are you doing? Like, do you want to be remembered this way? Do you want to be kicked out of art class? <laughs> no. She goes, you know what you got to do? Like just channel your inner energy. And she knew I was like, Hyping up all the boys. What do you mean hyping up? Like, I'm just good at, like, riling up kids. Um, You know, I'm a Labrador retriever. Yeah. Golden retriever. So and you're just like, let's go. Yeah. And so the next day, I we get there a little late, and every, and my mom's in there, and they, all the kids go, yo, Antonio's here, basically, right? Like, excited. Yeah. And my mom goes, Antonio, check yourself. Oh, my God. Like, not actually. Like, like, rain it in. Yeah. 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 And then that same day, uh, the teacher came out and she goes, I don't know what you said to him, but he was just like such a great kid, like, huh. like helped kept all the other boys on track and all these different things, super expressive. And she goes, I just talked to him, like just kind of went at her because she didn't oh. have to like talk to kids. Right. Yeah. That's not cool. What? That she just, what didn't talk to you? Like she just. Yeah. She just like, she wanted to be a teacher, but didn't know how to control boys. Mm. which is like half the population yeah so anyway it was just funny like i knew how to express young and then got shut down and then it's like it just takes one good communication and good like channeling Mm -hmm. of that energy or reframing Mm -hmm. to really help yeah like oh this is like you're not doing something bad per se but like in this setting you got to like maybe just adjust just yeah yeah and i think that that. a lot of it was like adjusting growing up um when you were growing up did you get like what was the general feedback you got from i don't know parents or like peers um i think i was quiet Mm -hmm. and i remember drawing on a table when I was in, in kindergarten. Cute. And then they the teacher was like really mad. Of course. And I, yeah, I like I still remember that. And it was like the worst thing I could have done. And, mm-hmm. and she was just like she told my parents about it and then they told me not to draw on stuff. So I was like, okay. And I never did it again. Mm-hmm. I was just very like sensitive to getting Criticism. scolded and criticized because I didn't get it very often. It was just so quiet and good. Yeah. I was just so perfect. I was just so perfect. <laughs> um, 
I like to be kind of, I was think, trying to think of myself as like a smiling face mm. in the crowd of students mm-hmm. in, in middle school. Even as a kid. Yeah. Hmm. I just wanted to make it easier on my teachers. I get that. Yeah. I do get that. And like, I wasn't that fun in the way like a lot of kids when a sub- substitute teacher would come in and all the kids would be like making up fake names to tell the sub. I would be kind of like, mm, let's not do that. Yeah. You know, a little rule follower, very rule followy heard. I think that kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier. Um, mm. and how you're doing really well in a lot of ways. Right. And that small deviations can really feel large. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they're like quote unquote backtracking or just like negative deviations or just off. Right. And it definitely shows because you are, you can be sensitive to criticism, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like it just means that you're receptive yeah, and that you take it very seriously. But, the same, yeah. but at the same time, it just like, remember like finding the grace because you are pretty freaking awesome. I think you know that. I think uh-huh. it's just like you put so much pressure on yourself to, consistently be perfect or amazing yeah i do yeah and it's hard i'm sure it's really hard i'm sure it's really draining mm-hmm. yeah I yeah i think that ties in pretty well to our previous conversation yeah do we want to pivot on to that packet i was referring to earlier sure cool you want to pull it up yeah um for reference uh, I think we talked about it in our last episode or the episode before that, how my girlfriend and I went to this non-monogamy workshop in San Diego hosted by these two therapists. They're called the Cali couples. Um, you can find them on Instagram, Cali.couples and they're freaking awesome. Like they held, they held a really great workshop, phenomenal workshop, and then a social afterwards. Um, they're just also good people and fun to talk to and just energetic and then you became like friends with them. Mm-hmm. It's cool. And they're just easy people to be around. Um, yeah. Which like really made me feel safe and like welcomed in the community. And I'm really excited to like see them and the rest of the community when I'm back down there. Yeah. All right. So. Um, okay. So referring back to the packet, um, there is on the X axis emotional exclusivity, meaning like how much intimacy is exclusive in a relationship to a relationship. Yeah. And then on the Y axis, but and the left side being high emotional exclusivity, the right side being low emotional exclusivity. And then on the, on the Y axis, there is high sexual exclusivity versus low sexual exclusivity, meaning like how often you're allowed to have sex with people. Right. Um, what like high being up above and then low being down below. Uh, so for example, monogamy is in the top left corner worth high sexual and emotional exclusivity. And then as I've said before, solo polyamory slash relationship anarchy is on the opposite side. Uh, do you have one that you feel like you identify with more than others? like one of these boxes? Yeah, one of these like labels of relationship styles. Should I do it as what I, how my relationships currently are presenting or what my ideal would be? Let's go off ideal. I think that that would be an interesting dynamic. It's one, harder. <laughs> what 
It is harder. That was actually something that um, I think I read an ethical slot where I was just like writing mm. down or I, or coming up with what an ideal. Did you finish the book? Yeah. God, I suck at reading. Um, but I I like skimmed a lot of parts of it. So okay, I heard. Yeah. But still, um, I would like to read faster or like finish the book. Anyway, uh, like I practicing idealizing what an ideal scenario is. Like you can work towards it. Doesn't mean that it has to be perfect, but like just a thought process, right? Like what are some values yeah. that you have? What is something that you really appreciate? I just don't know. Like if I was in a if I had a primary partner, how much I would want our sexual exclusivity to be mm. until I'm in that situation. Heard. So question mark. So question mark. I feel like you've been doing pretty well so far in the sense of that you have a partner that's pretty significant to you that has a primary partner, right? Mm-hmm. And so like you definitely have some practice of people being not sexually exclusive, right? Yeah. I'm trying to map out the current ones. Um, Do you want to talk about any or have any questions? We can also look things up. For example. What is polyfidelity? That was exactly the one I was going <laughs> to look up. I feel like that's a great. I like that one. Why do you like that one? I like where it is in the map. Or in, in the uh, thing. Heard. So it's, towards the middle. It's middle, but on the um, exclusivity side, I guess. Cool. So which kind of signifies commitment, which I like. Mm. That's an interesting dynamic that you just said, uh, that but. exclusivity means commitment. Interesting. I'd like to touch on that in a bit. Okay. Um, based off of the quick blurb that Google gives, polyfidelity is a form of non-monogamy, a romantic relationship structure in which all members are considered equal partners and agree to restrict sexual and or romantic activity only to other members of the group. Oh. So this is more a polycule. So really quickly, let's touch on polycule. Polycule is three or more people who are connected romantically and or sexually. Um, so basically this is like literally love triangles or little webs, but everyone's consenting and like, like in that relationship. Thruple. Thruples. Yeah. Um, V's, which is basically where one person's dating two people, but they're not dating. Mm. Um, just like stuff like that. Right. So polyfidelity is basically you're in a polycule and you're only allowed to date within your polycule. Okay. Maybe that's not me then. I mean, it's a very unique right now. It's a very unique situation, right? First you have to find people that you are going to be romantic with and that everyone else is romantic with. So then are there other areas that even if there's not a label attached to it, What's like the area that you feel um, pretty drawn to? You said like the center, but why? I don't feel like um, I don't feel like extreme on any spectrum right now. So that's fair. Um, can you explain what you mean by extreme? Like on the ax- axes, like mm-hmm. I don't feel 
but the, I mean, I guess so solo polyamory is when you are your own primary partner, but you have other partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really feel like that's maybe that's what I'm doing right now, but, um, I've, so I think that you're somewhere between solo non-hierarchical and hierarchical polyamory. I don't know if you're practice them exactly, mm. but rather these are like the situations that you can be considered to be in. Yeah. Because the people that you're dating have primary partners, correct? Yep. So that technically inherent inherently inherently, yeah. No, I want No. Like, there's like No, what you're saying no. Yeah. Uh, begets <laughs> sure it begets <laughs> no one says the other day i said like i don't i was like i don't have the gall to do that and i was like what am i i'm like am i a 19th century the gall woman <laughs> i love saying gall that's such a fun word um but i think it inherently shows or i'm sorry it begets or you beget i don't fucking know how to use beget it begets yeah that you are poly hierarchical polyamory right now. Um, yep. I don't know if that's an ideal situation for you. Yeah, I don't think so. So would it be non-hierarchical? Do you know what the difference is between that and solo poly? Uh, nor. Okay. Why don't we look it up <laughs> to give a more solid suggestion? Non-hierarchical. So there is no ranking system of primary and secondary slash tertiary partners within romantic and or sexual relationships. When it comes to decision-making, no particular relationship is designated as having the right to set requirements or limits on the other relationships in the network. I kind of like that. I think that that's where I kind of prefer to reside because I like having deep relationships and I don't need to be my own primary partner. Um, I love being independent, but I also don't, I also want something where I can put a little bit of energy into because I'm anxiously attached. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so I don't know about, I'm probably closer to non-hierarchical in general. Yeah. But I think in practice, I would probably be closer to hierarchical. Okay. Me too. Just because that's more like what we're taught. Yeah. In society. To have that one person. Yeah. Like you're taught to have that one person. The nesting partner. Yeah. Nesting slash anchor partner. It does feel good. Kind of reminds me of that conversation with your mom where it's just like, don't you want to have that one person for three months? I know. (laughs) I was like, why three months, mom? Why? I know. It was such a, I remember listening back to that. I was like, that was such an interesting choice. Yeah. And I was like, why are you asking me like, whatever whatever mom she was like, you don't I just get meant me like mom. a long time yeah you don't understand me mom <laughs> go to my room go to my room oh yeah dude so i think that like ideally for me would be non-hierarchical um would you say the same uh or hierarchical i think ideally for me it would be hierarchical but i would have my primary partner like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the I my current hierarchical is not ideal for me where I'm like the secondary to 
where you only feel three like people? a secondary. Yeah. Like, as we've said, you definitely feel like you're being prioritized over. And you are. Yeah. A reality. And it's like, it sucks, right? It was something that my mom and I were talking about um, on Monday before my sister's wedding. One of my sister's wedding. Um, like, my little sister has uh, a girlfriend. My oldest brother's married. My oldest sister was about to get married. I have a... I have a girlfriend. My mom like has had multiple partners, right? Like multiple significant partners. Um, not all amazing. Um, <laughs> I but, get it. But like good people, right? Yeah. And she just goes, I want a special person. I want that special person. I was like, damn dude, you're right. And I want it. what sucks and is also like what's awesome, but also sucks as of situation is that my mom and you, are both so amazing like that it's hard to find people that deserve you Mm. thank you yeah yeah like i want i'm not saying like yeah amazing but i'm like you can say you're i because i've been in those like we've talked about this to death but relationships Mm -hmm. and they were not great or they weren't the right person for me Mm -hmm. and every single time i've gotten out of it i'm like okay the next person that I decide to commit to, like, they need to be amazing. Yeah. Like, they need to really be special. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard I'm to like, hold out. You, yeah. Holding out. How do you know? Dude. I The way that... I don't know if my person's, like, the person. My person right now is freaking fucking awesome. I cannot get enough of her. We're both anxiously attached, I'm sure. At least I am, and I know that she might be a little bit. And it's great because we're just, like, constantly trying to reassure each other. It's beautiful. Um, But, like, the way that I knew, I was just like, I need to see her. Like, I need to see her. Like, we text all the time. We FaceTime. We, well, she technically has a Google phone, so we Google Meet or Instagram, whatever, video call. Well, video call. And, like, that... Like just being so into someone that you need to like, you need to talk to them has been really interesting. And like, you know, a couple months in and still being like, I need to see you. Like for me, I only saw her for a couple of days before I even left to Costa Rica. Wow. Right. Yeah. Like three days, probably four. And then we still like talked all the time. Someone that's like a drug. Yeah. And it's just real to sometimes like have people in your life that you're in a relationship with and you're like, this is not a drug, but it feels good for me. Like not taking away from you at all, but that's Mm. just like not, I don't think that's what I'm looking for. Mm. I want that, but it's a red flag for me when I have that with people because I've had that with guys in the past that I've dated and it crashed and burned for me. Fuck. Yeah. I and I, I needed to talk to them all the time. Like we were always together. Mm. So I think I need that space or else I go a little cuckoo bananas. Mm. Heard. You know, I do hear that. Cuckoo banana. I literally think about it all the time. I'm like, dude, are we just crazy? Are we, are we like well, I actually mean, bongers? No. Could be like, it's new too. Like still new. You're there's, still like excited. And there's a lot of things for yeah. sure. For sure. 
Um, good feeling. They're good feelings. A lot of chemicals <laughs> in my brain going off, right? Uh, and I don't know how long it will be. I don't know how like she feels all the time, right? Because she's her own person. But at the same time, yeah, like as much as we'd hate that, I wish that yeah. like I could just be like. Oh, never mind. No, okay. Here's where you go with that. <laughs> Like, I wish that I could know what my partner's thinking. Just mm-hmm. be like, we are one. Yeah. <laughs> Witness me. <laughs> Witness me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like not healthy. No. Well, one thing my friend said to me, because I was talking about it with him, how like I was struggling through a couple things this past weekend and just like mentally like messed up trying to really process. And he goes whenever you're trying to mind read, you're typically wrong. Like you're almost always a hundred percent the opposite. I'm yeah. Like, Thank God. Because I think that she hates me. So perfect. Oh my God. <laughs> like stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And like, she's given me no reason to believe that, but just wanting to know what the other person is feeling is really hard. And at some point you have to recognize that you have to just take what they have to say at face value. Right. Until like they give you something to not trust it. Yeah. Um, one, one way that I've been, uh, like offered to kind of handle these things is through the bread method or like the sandwich method. Where it's like you deal with your shit, like say like you're feeling insecure. You have to deal with your shit. And then in the middle, you're allowed to ask for some reassurance, right? Like, hey, how do you feel about me? Totally valid. Be like, hey, you know, I'm just like feeling a little insecure. Can I just like hear some like affirmations or can I hear like what you have to say or like what's on your mind or like just being like genuine and like trying to be sensitive, not like egotistical, like, oh, how sick am I, right? Um. And then after that, you have to continue to deal with your own shit. Like if you don't believe them, there's your own shit to like deal with. Right. Yeah. So it's hard because that means that you like our brains are like, I don't know what you're thinking when they've already told you what they're thinking. Kind of annoying. Yeah. Our brains are, are like, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they think. Yeah. Even though they complete, like, part of it is that we just don't believe that they can be so into us, right? Like, that's also, did we talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's been a constant thing for me. And. But that's, like, something you have to work on yourself. Exactly. It's, like, a self-worth thing more than anything, maybe? It's part, I think it's partially self-worth and partially, like, Again, remembering that I have always felt so deeply and felt so like intensely. And I don't really see a lot of other people feel the way that I feel even about like, like just friends and their partners. Um, so mm. I just like, mm-hmm. I go head over heels, dude. Like I go all in and it's kind of scary and like a lot to handle. Like I admit I'm a lot to handle. So I don't know. It's just been really interesting to have someone at least feel like they emote and feel kind of similarly. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. It feels good. It's weird. 
That is weird, I bet. But validating. Yeah. Um, talking about sandwich method, I promise this is related. Do you want to talk about, first of all, do you want to talk, sandwich? (laughs) First of all, actually backtrack it a little bit more. Do you want to talk about this graph anymore? Um, no. Okay. Do you? Mm, I'm feeling pretty good. What about like these things? Um, yeah. So like what that is, is basically just like asking yourself, well, let's just read through the, the bullet points. So really quickly, there's like three bullet points to explain the page, uh, three bullet points, um, with the label saying like define your relationship structure and you ask what degree of emotional and sexual exclusivity do we have? Do I want, um, what level of disclosure and transparency feels good? This can range from don't ask to tell, don't tell to kitchen table. Do you know what kitchen table means? Yeah, it's like everyone is aware of everyone and can talk about it to to the degree where you could all sit around a kitchen table with your partners and your partner's partners and it would be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah like very open, very transparent. Yeah, I think that's what I want. You want yeah. be, to be able to talk with your partner's partners and... Yeah. Yeah. That's ideal for me. Yeah. It's really hard. It's hard, yeah. It dude, you get thrown with shit in your face. Yeah. Oh my god. Like not like that your partners like your metamors are doing that, but rather it's just like you feel emotions that are so hard. So hard and very difficult. Very very difficult. It's kind of how I feel like dating a couple though, mm-hmm. where it's like still in my face. But uh, it is different because I'm dating them both. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like all nice. It is It is definitely very different to be dating a couple, like as a throuple versus one person in yeah. a couple. And you've Which been is what experiencing I'm doing both. Yeah, you've been experiencing both. I haven't actually dated one person in a couple. I've always hmm. dated couples. Hmm. Is that true? Or, really? or just people that are single. Or not in a... No, I've only dated couples. Yeah, I'm totally joking. I've definitely dated single people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you've never dated someone that had a primary partner that wasn't you? Mm-hmm. Well, unless they were in a couple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's true. It's a very unique scenario that... How did things end? Do we want to talk about like... Well, kind of segueing into the breakups while doing this? Like... No. Because, like, you've dated couples, but how did things end with them? Because you're not anymore, right? Um, Some of them, like, kind of fizzled. I think part of it is that the couples were more, like, friends that kind of hooked up, right? We being... What? Like, like you guys felt like friends that just hooked up? Yeah. I think a huge part is that I wasn't as much, like, looking to date them, but rather just, like, found couples that I was attracted to and like really interested in getting to know and having like a friendship. But I never like explicitly, I'm kind of intrigued now. I kind of want to get back on field and find couples. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm also like 
planning on going into the non-monogamy community. I'm sure I'll find people there. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. Like for me, it's what I'm doing right now. It feels like just friends that I'm attracted to and like mm-hmm. we can hook up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think it's really hard to be, to date a couple um, like genuinely dating them. It's hard because you have to be attracted to both of them romantically or at least like in similar ways. Right. Yeah. I just don't know how to act around them sometimes. Mm. I think that the most important part in any relationship is that you act like yourself. Yeah. Okay. It's really hard to remember. Right. Yeah, I know. And it's like one thing that's been that people have been asking me is like, how for example with breaking up how would you want to be broken up with or like how would you want people Mm. to tell you these things or how would you want other people to act i'm like the problem with that for me is that i'm very like easygoing and basic so i tend to just be easygoing and basic with other people but i have to like adjust a little bit be like okay maybe i should consider a little bit more like for example with breakups if someone said like that wasn't like a serious, serious partner. If they said, Hey, I wasn't feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Do you mind if we're just friends? I'd probably be like, yeah. And but then, like, how would you want them to do it over the phone in person? I've had text. Over text. I'm fine with it. It's what been, do you think of text for someone that was a serious partner? No, I think there's like a level of respect that goes out the window. If you just say like, Hey, you're like, you are emotionally, sexually and romantically invested in me. I'm just going to send you like, like a text. A, a text. Yeah. Like kind of messed up and I've done that and I feel really shitty and I feel bad about that all the time. Hmm. And I've been trying to adjust myself to make sure I never do it again. So, but at the same time, part of the problem is that, I'm very, I'm pretty okay with it personally. So I'm trying to oh, okay. adjust. You were like, I'd be fine with this. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't like a serious, serious partner, like. Oh, well, not serious, serious. Yeah. yeah. But if you were, if that, if a serious partner did that to you, would you be if a upset? Seri- if a serious partner called me, honestly, that would probably be enough. Not even like a FaceTime. They can just call me. I know. Isn't that weird? Isn't I mean, that wild? I, but I see part of it to like you're in your own space. Hopefully, when if it's if the timing's right. What if they catch you and you're like doing something that would suck? Yeah. Or like I mean, a breakup's gonna suck. No you're at what, work right? or something. You're. I but mean, like if you're in your home, able to process it, and like you, as in like me too. I'm thinking of myself. Mm-hmm then I think it could be good. I don't think it's like, it's not about the scenario. It's really not like what I'm in scenario I'm in. Um, a huge part of it is just like, I want them to be direct. Like I want people to tell me like, yo, I'm not interested in you. A big cool herd. Let's be friends. Like I'm so genuine about like, if you are going to be in my life, I want you to be in my life. However you want not however you want, but like whatever like fits for us. Right. If it means that you're not sexually, physically, romantically attracted to me, like, cool. Let's just be friends. Like I still want you in my life. And if you're direct about it and like respectful, 
cool. I find directness to be respectful. So that's like, that's kind of the hard part. And, but other people, I feel like most people, if not all people (laughs) would definitely disagree with what I have to say. Yeah. Well, okay. In Polly stuff, Mm -hmm. actually I did get a text. It was like this couple, but I had only gone out with them twice. This was a couple months ago, right? No, this was many. Well, this is like many months ago. Not two, like a couple being two. I mean like a few months, like before I left. Yeah. 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 It was before you left. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, by the way, like we've started seeing someone mm-hmm. and that was how they told me. Mm-hmm. And I just, it, I never really responded after that. Mm. Um, how do you feel about that? It was disappointing. But it was weird to me because I was like, okay, and like, I don't really know. I was new to it at that point too, so I just didn't really know Mm. how to respond, like what they meant by that. It could have been that they were trying to be honest about like saying, hey, we're seeing someone. You should know, right? Sometimes delivery is definitely weird. And like text is hard. Yeah. Text is hard. Um. Especially when something as big, it can be as ambiguous as that. It's like, okay, what other context or what other information is attached to this, right? Like, is it that you are seeing someone and you're limited to that third person? Or is it that this is now a fourth person in our web, in our polycule people? Yeah. I kind of took it as they're saying and they're limited and they're done. Mm. Mm. But... If someone did that to you, if the same scenario happened today, would you do that? Would you feel that way? With one of my current people? Or just... So, the same scenario, right? Oh, same scenario, same people. Same scenario, same people. Or, like, different people. Well, like, same scenario, right? Two dates in with a couple. They say, hey, by the way, like, seeing someone, seeing someone else. I think that I would be better at communicating and just text back being like, okay, does that mean... Yeah. You don't want to see me anymore mm-hmm. or you're just giving me a heads up mm-hmm. and we can still hang out. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that you're definitely way more commu- communicative now than you've ever been. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, And again, still inspiring in a lot of ways. Do you feel like that you are? Yes. I feel like I'm learning how to be, how to have hard conversations. I feel like this helps. This helps a ton. A lot. Dude, straight up. Like, yeah. I, again, I listen back to some of our episodes. I'm like, I said that. I could definitely say that again then. Right? Yeah. Or you've said stuff. I'm like, I got to practice that because we hype each other up in like positive ways, right? And it's just like, right. Abby yeah. said this thing. I have to really trust in myself. <laughs> I've got to do it. Or yeah. I said this thing. Mm-hmm. I gave that advice to Abby. I got to do it too, right? Yeah it like that helps like listening back but i think what helps me more about this is just practicing just conversing and like talking about my feelings because that's something that i had that i wasn't as good at Mm -hmm. before it didn't feel as comfortable doing Mm -hmm. so yeah like talking through stuff i feel like it helps just in everyday conversational stuff too just bringing up more yeah and just like getting used to talking and then listening back, seeing how I, how I sound. Yeah. 
and I can like hone that in a little bit more. Yeah, dude. That's actually yeah. a little aside. Um, I mentor uh, like new engineers, like software engineers, and like try to help them through technical interviews. And one of their thing, like a lot of their feedback is like, I get, I'm too quiet when I code. Or like, I feel like I say random things when I code because we want to You do or they do? They do. Oh, yeah. Like, and I go, one thing you honestly need to get better at is just hearing yourself talk. Record yourself like while doing a problem and then listen back to it and you're going to hate it. Yeah. And that's good. And then you'll recognize what other people hear Mm -hmm. and then you will be happier after some time. Like it's yeah. just such a, it's such a skill. Just got to get used to your own voice. That for sure. Something that everyone hears every single day or whatever. Every time you talk. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, your voice to you on the daily sounds different than what everyone else hears. Yeah. Because, uh, the way that your, your eardrum, right? Yeah. Like your eardrum is in your cranium, right? Big words today. Big words <laughs> that I barely can use. I'm pretty proud of it though. So your your ears in your cranium. And so then your vocal cords vibrate your head. Yeah. And like adjust how your uh oh my god. How your ear Pitch? like how you oh. yeah, how you sound. Like because yeah. eardrums are just vibrations basically, right? And so how you sound is I think a little bit deeper. Lower? I yeah. think a little deeper. Than how other people sound, which is hilarious for me because I always thought I sounded so high pitched. Like I've always felt like I sound high pitched. Oh, I was like always listening been, back. No, no, just in general. Oh, like I always feel very self conscious about how high pitched I sound. I know it's really weird. That's wild. And Your then, voice is deep. I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but like my laugh is like pretty high pitched too, right, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. hearing back, I'm like, I heard that. I was like, fuck, I must be annoying. But so far, it's been fine, I think. No, your your talking voice is very deep. Mm, thank you. Yes. Yes. But yeah, I feel like I do that too. Where When I laugh, I go, ah. <laughs> 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 All Okay. Uh, Where were we? Where are we talking about? Um, breaking up, communication. Oh, yeah. I, I've been on both ends of the text breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there was one guy who I was friends with mm-hmm. for like a year. Mm-hmm. But he'd been pursuing me for the entire year. And I kind of knew that in the back of my head. Classic. And I was like really trying to like him. Cause I knew he was a good guy. Fair chance. Yeah. Good, yeah. But I was just like from the very first, like we went on a date. Yeah. Fair trade. Act. Yeah, I was I like you. not into it. Let's just be friends. <laughs> kind of pulled away. Yeah. Kept trying to like when he was kissing me, I was like, all right, not feeling that. Yeah. 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 Let's just be friends. Mm-hmm. And then he still was like pursuing it very low key. Mm-hmm. I could tell. Yeah. Yeah. But we were just friends for the next like year. He's just like waiting. He's sussing it out. And this was during the pandemic. And so like we weren't in the same spot and I just was like, I have a crush. Like slowly it was getting more of a crush because 
I wasn't really around people at mm-hmm. all ever. And I was like, he's giving me attention. Like, is he cute? Yeah. I think he's cute. He's, he likes me. Mm-hmm. So then when I went back to LA mm-hmm. and moved back, I was like, I want to try. And like, we hooked up, like we had sex and it was mm-hmm. bad. Sad. It was sad. Yeah. And then poor guy, I texted him mm-hmm. kind of regret it, but he was like, I was like, Hey, I think we're just better off as friends. Yeah. Not really feeling that. Yeah. How would you adjust now? I would have, I would do so differently now. Oh my God. Yeah. What would you do? I wouldn't have strung him along in the first place. Heard. Because I was so, I was so flip floppy, flip floppy. Like I would just know that's not, it's because I'm not into it. Yeah. Um, a great point. Just don't friend- put yourself in that situation. And I lost a friend. Like, yeah, it sucks, but I, is it because do you believe that's uh, how you ended things or because of like the overall dynamic or do you believe it's because he didn't handle rejection? Well, he didn't handle it. Well, he was really hurt. Mm-hmm. He, I was like, this is fine. This is super cash. Mm-hmm. But to him, he was like, I thought we were starting something. I thought like, yeah, he we put a year, he put a year yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, fuck, like we're just on completely different planes. Yeah. Emotionally yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. And he moved, dude. He moved to be closer to me. No, dude, this dude, I feel so bad. Damn. He literally like moved from Hollywood and I was living in Culver city at the time. Mm -hmm. He moved like around the corner from me and was like, it was weird in a way. I was like, all right. Um, he was like, yeah, I live so close now. Like, you can come over, blah, blah, blah. That's so interesting. And I, immediately, I was just like, bro, I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. So. And he was really upset the way I texted him that. He was like, I can't believe you did that. Like, 4 p.m. on a Thursday. Like, I was working. And When's I was, like, the ideal work. time to text someone that then? Like, 10 a.m. on a Sunday? What? Like, I guess. Like. That I way guess. they can still go to church. Be like eight thirty a.m. Yeah. That way they can get to nine o'clock church. He's Jewish, but yeah, right? yeah. What or whatever. What's do your thing? What's what's temple? Temple. Yeah. Go to nine o'clock temple. Whole thing, right? That's the ideal time. You've heard it here first. Is temple on Sunday or Saturday? I don't know anymore. I'm such a bad Jew. What? You're not a bad Jew. I am. No, you're just not practicing right I'm now. Not practicing at all. Um. Um, wow. I never thought I'd hear that. You didn't know. I think what? it's like that you didn't know. Really? Yeah. I'm like atheist. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, like, I I mean, I'm agnostic, but I still know a lot about Catholicism, right? Right. Like you went to. I went to many years of the Hebrew school. And yeah. Bought mitzvah and. Bar mitzvahs and. I like just, I think I blocked it out. Mm, heard. <laughs> Um. Anyway, but yeah, I guess it begs the question: like, what do we owe one another? At what stage? I. It's, so in, it's a really interesting thing. It is an interesting thing, and I think like a huge part of it is just amount of respect that we feel like we deserve. And part of the thing too is just like we feel like we deserve probably more, well, to differing like differing degrees than what we get. Right? 
Um, so a lot of people can feel like I deserve more than just like a text. It's like, mm, bro, we went out like once or twice, right? Like I appreciate it. However, like it's, it's kind of okay. Maybe a call, maybe a FaceTime. Um, but I mean, this is also coming from someone that's on very low on the spectrum. So please correct me. What? Like, I feel like oh. after two or three, maybe like hangouts or dates, be like, hey, I'm not really feeling this. I think, uh, yeah, I would do Rather text. Rather than ghosting, right? I, th- I think never ghost unless they're like really like wild not getting and the hint just or like not receiving yeah unless it's like they're crazy like they keep stalking you like yeah please ghost block block different than ghosting yeah um, i've blocked many times really yeah i'm mean, just too desirable out here dang uh, um i love hearing all these different stories all the time <laughs> dude, I, so just, I know it's like not like ha this is funny it's more like dang dude another one another boy obsessed with abby i get it but just like i have one today actually no way yeah please he well i met him from when i was with my ex Mm -hmm. the architect Mm -hmm. and um he was like his friend's roommate Mm -hmm. this guy Mm -hmm. named like tom or whatever tommy oh Um, tommy boy and so I met him through my ex, like when I was still with him. Wait, does he still call himself Tommy? Yeah. Oh, bro. Okay, continue. And uh, then I we when we broke up, I didn't talk to Tommy for a long time. Of course. And then I was with Will, and he texted me being like, hey, are you into like Ali and AJ? I have two tickets. Like, would you want to go? And I was like, well, I'm babysitting. I'm dog sitting my boyfriend's dog sorry mm-hmm. and i was like okay i got the hint and then he would like occasionally text me and then we went to we like went swimming together once okay and he like tried to put the moves on me I tell you about this heard no um he was like yeah like all the girls i like are in relationships or whatever or just not That's into the moves. Yeah. Those are the moves. Bro, men need to start flirting with each other. <laughs> they need to. Cuz I told him I was I was like also I'm like kind of just into women right now cuz I felt weird. I just want, and I it was true. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't going to say and men just not you. Mhm. Yeah. I felt weird. It's hard. It's hard to say cuz yeah. it's very direct and a lot very of people direct. are not yeah. into it. So I was like I'm just trying women right now. And he was like, yeah, like when you were with that guy before, I was just like, damn it, another girl that I'm into that's in a relationship. And now like all the girls I'm into are in relationships or into women. I was like, all right. Um, And he was like, well, we don't have to hook up right now. Don't worry. I was like, we were never going to hook up, dude. Dang. Poor Tommy. And then he invited me to his 4th of July party. And I was like, no. No, we're good. And then he just texted me this morning. Mm Mm-hmm. And was like, we missed you. Like, if you're around tonight or tomorrow night, I think we're gonna go out for a drink. Mm. If you want to come mm-hmm. with like one of my one of one of your friends. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, should we go together? <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. That would be funny. No, I can't. But like, it's that would weird. be funny. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of fetishized the like me liking women part. Yeah. Every, like where he would text me a lot with like 
uh hey i know like some bi people like we should all hang like he's not bi but he'd be like you should meet yeah my i have like these two bi girlfriends and not lesbians specifically bi yeah yes i hear it i think that we've kind of talked about that how men how straight men typically will fetishize women's bisexuality and mm-hmm. try to use it for themselves. Um, red flags. Yeah. Uh, but so, good. That was just today. Yeah. Fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Did you ever tell him, no, I'm good? Not yet. No. Heard. I think those are one of the ones where you can like say like, hey, you can text. Mm-hmm. Because it's along the lines of nothing has really sparked. Yeah. You and know? he's I know him from my ex. It yeah. just that creeps me out. Yeah, that's fair. Especially with history with your ex. Yeah. Yeah, we can kind of go hard lines here. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think like the the there's always this question of like what is valid to say too. So with polyamory or with monogamy, let's start with that. There's always the excuse of, oh, I'm trying to find myself, right? Oh, I'm trying and like being straight to like, uh, or like being bi, like I'm into the other gender right now, right? Yeah. And, or all these different excuses that aren't direct to the point. Whereas being poly and if you're being straight and that person's into you. Or being just, straight or being straight up? No. Well, that's actually... <laughs> Let me adjust. If you're poly and you're bisexual and you're like obviously dating that same gender as the person that you're into, like say you're, you know, you're, you have a, like for me, I have a girlfriend and I'm trying to break up with another partner. That's a girl. I can't say, Oh, I'm trying to date just men right now. Like I can say like, okay, I'm trying to add another male partner. I'm only good on women partner, but that's still kind of like, it's hard to believe. And then two, it's not like I can say I'm trying to be alone right now. Yeah. It takes a lot of the excuses away. You have to just be real. Like you gotta be real. real. Yeah. And so what are you going to say? I'm going to use what my friend has called the shit sandwich method. Um, still a sandwich. You start out with a positive thing. Yeah. You're very honest. And on and a positive, positive thing. Yeah. And I'm still working on how I'm going to do that. And like what I'm going to, well, specifically what I'm going to say. I know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to use a little shit sandwich. Just don't do the, it's not you, it's me. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no. It's like definitely a lot of it is just like, you know, spark. Just not, just not feeling it sometimes. Right. And that's something that I've always been really bad at is like rejecting others, both Romantically and platonically. Um, Because a lot of the feeling like I should take what I get, you know, like not having, like having so little quantity that I was willing to sacrifice quality. Yeah. But now I have some quality and a little bit of quantity or just like willing to hold Mm. out a little bit. Right. Um, Like even if I just had my one partner or no partners, I just have to be like, I will find quality quality yeah quality it's like hard because especially with people like us that are genuinely trying to get it right and again we are pretty cool um we're pretty cool we're pretty cool we're pretty cool yeah yeah (laughs) like we are actually really cool but 
at the same time we do try to get it right it's just like we also need to find people that also try to get it right try to get it right in what way what do you what do you mean like I'm we're like, we're being intentional we're being intentional we're trying to grow yeah. we're like finding people that meet our values people yeah. that like we deserve and they deserve us I just don't, I, yeah, like I'm really trying to grow. I am not trying to like get mixed up with someone that's going to hold me back mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. or like stunt that growth. Yeah. And that sometimes me, like that's probably going to take a lot of people out of the equation. And then on top of that, take being poly or non-monogamous, that takes even more people out of the equation. Like it's hard to find like this quality of, like this small sliver of people that are quality, right? Well, it's like the small I guess, sliver. God. I, I guess actually like making, like slimming down the pool mm-hmm. because we have criteria. Mm-hmm. Slimming down that pool and making our graph smaller, smaller, specific. more specific is going to be good for us in the long run. For sure. Because it's going to get us what we want versus like it's so overwhelming if you're like, I don't have any criteria or yeah. whatever. No, again, like that's why I try to be me, right? And we're just us because the people that are into us are going to be into us. They're going to flock to us. Yeah. They're going to receive that. Mm-hmm. The people that don't are going to be like, mm, yeah, no, nope, not for me. That's why I try to be as open and honest as possible, especially with people I'm interested in saying that I'm bisexual, I'm polyamorous and I'm bipolar. Like if people do not vibe with those things, <laughs> go ahead. I have to show you. I found, I saw this thing on Reddit mm-hmm. and I, I want to, I'll show you it to you. Yeah. It was, it, it's like, it is like that. It's yeah. just a meme of that. Yeah. Yeah. There was it's another funny. one. It's like all people are bi. It's just, are they bisexual, bipolar, oh, yeah. um, bilingual or bitch? I'm like, why oh, am I all shit. four? Why no. am I all four? <laughs> You're just special. I'm just, I'm just. You're just that special. You're so quirky. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool, dude. Good for you. It was. uh, I don't know. I don't know, dude. The meme was like the one that I saw. It was like, it was like bisexual, bipolar, and um, uh, bine like gender bi non binary non binary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm that. It was like yeah. And it was like three things on a table, like with the labels. Yeah. And then the little person's face. And it was like, after so many years, I've collected them all. <laughs> <laughs> like, finally, I have them all. <laughs> I have them all. I have the infinity rings. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's funny. The, em- the chaos emeralds. Yeah. If you know Sonic at all. No. Yeah, I kind of figured. Um, dude, that's funny. Yeah, it's just been a fun little reality. There was something else attached to that. Oh, so like being upfront about all these things is like part of the partially like it's so good because then it cuts out a lot of the bullshit, right? Yeah. So like being authentically us just like brings that sliver down, right? And it just makes it so obvious yeah. who wants to be around us. And yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. And that's been really helpful because then it's just like, cool. If once I'm upfront about it, I don't have to be like adjusting myself and having people fall in love with someone that I'm not. Cause then I'm going to be resentful. I'm mm. going to be annoyed. I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be yeah. angry. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. these things. Right. Um, <laughs> but just like, especially with women and being bisexual, I find it to be such a vibe check. 
because oh I see. yeah if they're into that like or what no if they fetishize it like fetish oh, fetishize if it. the woman fetishize it no 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 no. so like if you oh are, sorry i'm getting it yeah if you are a woman yeah. talking with a male particularly a straight male and yeah. you say that you're bisexual and they get overly into it saying like oh does that mean that we're gonna have three ways like are you like have you been with women all you know like Making yeah. it for them, it's such an obvious vibe check, the fact that they are going to use part of you for their own benefit. For sure, yeah. yeah They're like, oh, how is this going to affect me? How is this going to benefit me? How is this going to benefit me? Oh, yeah, like this is going to be so great, but it's not going to, like, because you could be with women, mm-hmm. but, like, the one penis policy thing that they talk about in the, mm-hmm. the packet, how that's mm-hmm. super, like, unfair. To be like, if, it's a toxic mindset because you, because people will think like two women hooking up doesn't matter as much as like if she were to hook up with another guy. Mm. Like a lot of guys will be like, I'm the only penis <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. But you can hook up with as many women as you want because that doesn't count. Because mm. because women hooking up with a woman isn't sex because there's no penetration. I don't, I, I hear that and I agree for some people. I think for other people, it can also just be like threatening because then it's so different. Like women are just different from men in a lot of ways. Right. Mm. And men, for me, the reason why I get fearful sometimes of my partner seeing a man is because men can just like want to take, Right. And make them their own. Whereas women tend to be a little bit more understanding and like open. Yeah. Sharing. Sharing. Into sharing. Exactly. Very into sharing. Yeah. So for me being non-monogamous, I actually do get stressed out sometimes. Well, not stressed out, but like cognizant about my partner seeing other men just because it can be like intimidating, non, non intimidating. That's the wrong word. Rather like, scary because i don't know the other guy's intentions being a male i know that other men's intentions can be a little bit more selfish i -hmm. still allow my partner to obviously see other men it's just like something for me to kind of wrap around um is that because you see that in yourself because i have done that Mm. in myself right like understanding myself and a lot of other men just in general it's just a reality and so, like, I've tried to really work on it. I've tried to adjust. And I'm trying to, like, also see the benefit of the, like, give the benefit of the doubt. And also trusting my partner. Trusting my partner has definitely been, like, the most important part. Um, and then the other part, too, is just, like, giving, for example, I have two friends, male and female, and the woman's bi. And I asked my friend the other day, saying, like, hey, I heard that she's, allowed to see women is that true he goes yeah if that's like something that she needs to fulfill like that can be a conversation because it's like obvious because being bi means that you're attracted to multiple people and multiple genitalia it can be hard to just be stuck to one like right now i've really been thinking about dick yeah i've been hell yeah i've been craving it right (laughs) Like I, Abby got real uncomfortable for a hot sec. Like, <laughs> I'm just like cringing at myself. Hell yeah! 
Um, like obviously I have partners that are women and I love them. I love their body. I love what they're working with. They're all amazing. I need dick reality. And it's just like reality check, reality check. Right. And it just hits different. <laughs> it literally just it literally hits it, different. Yeah. yeah, it does. So like I do understand and it's also hard. It's hard. It's like for different reasons right so do you but do you think that you would want to just like find some guy on grinder you know no i have plenty of guy friends that i can hook up with for oh. sure like i love my bisexual crew they are very hot i like to think that they're attracted to me i can i can tap in as necessary um it's just a matter of like when where and why why back to that question yeah, yeah. like that's really is been good is that one of the reasons why you are poly or non-monogamous because you need that other yes genitalia yes yeah and like especially being bisexual right yeah um and then same with my partner like that's just kind of a reality i agree um, and that's like non-monogamous just in general. And then there's other parts, of course, to the polyamory. But yeah. So I don't think it's inherently bad. I think like the one penis policy is typically pretty bad. Yeah. But I think that there are like some niche moments where it's like, I understand that you need, like have a need to be with the other gender or the same gender, right? Or the other gender, whatever, right? Um, the other gender that I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get to pursue if the person is like, I'm very satisfied with this dynamic. I just need to be with the other gender sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's super chill. Like yeah. that's really valid. It's like monogamish. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a little, a lot of the couples that I've come across. Yeah. Are doing. Yeah. Yeah. I it's always the bisexual woman, the straight guy. Mm -hmm. That's pretty typical. Yeah, we love heteronormative structures. Yay. Yay. Anyway, how long have we been? How, I don't know. I feel like we've been talking for a while. We've been talking for a while. This has been a solid freaking yeah. episode. This has been action packed. To packed, say baby. Yeah, baby. Um, it's like 80 minutes. Oh, Jesus Christ. We have gone off. Well, I feel like we just kept talking. We had more to say. That's good. That's crazy. I have more to tell you, but. That wild. Oh my God. It's like we like talking to each other or something. Whoa. I know. It's just like. Cringe. Because I don't really. Because <laughs> I don't really like tell you stuff during the week. I know. We don't really talk during the week. We it's like. more of that. It's both sad, want. but also kind of fun. Because yeah. I get like excited. It's, it's like. like I'm going to tell you. It's yeah. like, spell, like spill the tea on Monday. Yeah. And then whenever we exactly. change it on a different day, I'm like, I want to hear though. Right? Yeah. So, but. Well, we can wrap this one up. Yeah. This was good. We like went through one page of the packet. No, I think that's what me and my girlfriend did. We just went through one page. Okay. And I think that there's so much to unpack on each page. Yeah. Well, this was fun. A great episode. Yeah. Great episode. Okay. Just Should a reminder. I'm Antonio. I'm Abby. And I'm Abby. And I'm Antonio. And this is Therapy Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs>
I was so serious. And this is Therapy Thoughts. Boom. Mic drop. Bye. Bye.